Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church this morning. Thank you for coming out to worship with us on this nice and chilly Sunday morning. Um, if you're a visitor and you're here with us for the first time, we'd like to welcome you. And we ask if you could, there are some cards in the pews in front of you. we just like to have some information about you so uh, we can get to know you a little better. I think they're orange cards. If you would fill one of those out and drop it in the offering box on the way out the door, we'd be very appreciative of that. Um, just very few announcements as we move into this day. Um, it's kind of a special day around here. we got some a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, this week... Uh, don't forget play practice on Wednesday night if you're in the play. Uh, 5.30, be here. We have leftover for spaghetti. That um, We have plenty of spaghetti left that we're going to be eating afterwards. Um, so if you can come out to that at 5.30, try to be here, Miss Sandra. If you have a part in the play, Miss Sandra was, wants you to be here. And we're going to meet in the choir room this time. She wants you to be here because uh, we don't have too many more practices left. Um, so if you can, be here for that. Uh, I believe, I didn't get confirmation, but Thursday night, no working? Just kidding. We're not working Thursday night. Um, <laughs> but if there is anybody that, um, Oh, the, okay, so Miss Sanders is going to come mention this, but I was told to mention um, we have a, a family in the church that is uh, moving this week. Uh, Morgan and Deshaun Hicks are moving over the next couple weeks, and if anybody has some free time and would feel like um, they want to help somebody out and they got time to go help them a little bit, just reach up, reach, just connect with Morgan or Sean, and uh, they, would love to, they would love that service. It's a great act of service as a church. Um, I don't think I have any more announcements, but Miss Sanders is going to talk about the Lottie Moon Soup Supper and Auction, or Supper and Auctions. One of the uh, longest tr traditions that we have at our church uh, is the Lottie Moon Auction. Uh, you may have heard about it, and if you've never been, you've got to come. It will be this Thursday. This is our kickoff for our Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Our goal this year is $5,000, and uh, the supper will start at 6.30, 6. Now, we have a sign-up sheet out here that's very important that you sign up because you have a choice in two meats, so you've got to put your name down so you get a plate ordered and which meat you want. There's a different price. All the information is out there for children and for adults. And the food has to be ordered today, so if you're coming, please sign up. But what you're supposed to do is bring a wrapped gift. It does not have to be Christmas. Uh, and every gift that is here is auctioned off. You don't know. You may, you may win a live chicken. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you may win a week at the beach. So you don't know what you are bidding on. So it's a lot of fun, great fellowship, but it's a, like I said, it's a great kickoff for our Lottie Moon. So you are invited to this, but you've got to sign up today. Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well, and Sandra is not telling a lie. 
when she says that it's great fun at that, that uh, dinner auction, I encourage you, if you can, everybody come. Um, Eunice got that year supply of eggs, and she would, didn't want to take it home. I don't understand why she didn't want to take that chicken home. Um, but I think Rick ended up getting some kind of political flag and, and, and a phone book one time, too, a big old thick phone book he, he, he won. But then we've also had people get weeks at the beach and everything else. So it's been, it's been good fun, and um, it does raise money for, for missions, and that's the most important thing. But as we come to our time of worship this morning, if you will please join me in prayer as we begin our time together. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you, bowing before your throne. And dear Lord, I ask that just for this short hour, that you take all the concerns of our daily lives, that you take our concerns or our thoughts about what we're going to do after service or tonight or tomorrow, you take those away from us right now so that we may fully concentrate on you. Dear Lord, speak to us today through the songs we sing that we will not just be repeating words, but we will be singing your praises. Dear Lord, as we bless the boxes that have been packed to send all over this world to share the love of Christ through Operation Christmas Child. As I bring the sermon and as we have a child dedication, dear Lord, may everything that's done and said be to your honor and glory. And dear Lord, may the gospel be proclaimed today and lives and souls be changed. And as we worship you, fill us with your spirit. And we give you all the honor and praise. And it is in the name of our precious Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing our call to worship, page 15, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. We'll sing the first and the last verses, page 15.
Thank you. Good morning again. Ugh. Today for our children's sermon. Well, that's loud. Or maybe I'm just, okay, we're doing something a little different. We're going to take this time to dedicate our shoe boxes that we, along with the WMU, have been working on. And uh, as you can see, we have some squeaky shoe boxes. <laughs> and then we have, we have quite a few. So I would like to thank the church. As you guys, these guys are bringing these in, I would like to thank the church and everyone who brought donations over the past several months for these shoe boxes. I know these shoe boxes will be a great blessing. I would like you to thank the WMU for organizing that for us. Um, and uh, everyone who came out to help us pack these a couple weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. I have some pictures. Uh, I just... I, I need to get them up so we can share them one week. The kids had lots of joy in it. But what we're going to do right now is I'm going to ask everyone, if you'll go to the Lord with us, and we are going to pray over these boxes as we prepare to send them to, some, to somewhere to bless them. All right, guys, let's bow our heads. And everybody, everybody up here, close your eyes, bow your heads. Everybody, come put your hands on the box. Everybody come up here, put your hands. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these day, for this day, God, for allowing us to come here today to fellowship and worship together. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be your hands and feet as we collected, prepared, and packed these shoe boxes and now get ready to send them off, Lord. So not only does someone, some child in another country or another place who doesn't have the same blessings we have, Lord, gets a gift for Christmas, but they also get an opportunity to know what love is through Jesus Christ, as they also get an opportunity to hear the gospel. And it's the good news, Lord, that your son, as we go into Christmas, we celebrate his birth, and that was just the beginning of it, God, that his death and resurrection made it possible for us to spend eternity with you. And we want, to, we want to proclaim that to the whole world. As these boxes go and travel to wherever they go, what country or what village they go to, God, I just pray that, the, that your love travels with them everywhere, we, everywhere they go. Lord, thank you for each one of these boys and girls and for the women and men in the church who made all this possible. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you, choir, for that. Just FYI, I got a phone call last the end of this past week letting us know that our sound system is finally in the United States. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually here in Shelby. So hopefully we'll be able to get that installed in the coming weeks and, and get going and we won't have all the the ghost in the machinery, so to speak. 
So, uh, but I want to continue my sermons that I started last week. I am thankful for. This week, I want us to look that I am thankful for the faith of a child. So if you would turn, we're go- again, we're going to have two different passages that we're going to be looking at. The first is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And then the second is Luke chapter 18, verse 17. It's printed in your bulletin as well as it'll be on the, on the screen. But if you've got your Bibles, turn there and stand as I read this pa- these passages, as I read God's Word. Please stand. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then Luke chapter 18, verse 17. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you once again, praising you for being the God of salvation. And Lord, I ask you that you bless the reading of your word this morning and speak through me as we dig deeper into what you are telling us in your word. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And just like last week, we have to understand that God's will for us, as is stated in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, what Paul is telling us is that God's will for us is very simple. He wants us that have accepted Christ as our Savior, that He wants us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. That is His will for our lives. So the main part of this sermon is concentrating on what we are to give thanks for. And I say I give thanks for the faith of a child. And we're going to dig deeper into that right now. I am thankful for the faith of a child. As it says in Luke chapter 18 verse 17. It says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And what you've got to understand is when Jesus said these words, what was actually going on? You see, his disciples were around him and people were bringing their children to him for him to bless them. And he, they were told him, no, you cannot, he's too important. For a child to come to. His work is so much more important than just having this, these children come up here and mess with them or with him and to interrupt him, to disturb him. And the scripture actually says that Jesus got indignant with them. He got upset. He was angry with them for doing that and telling somebody that they could not come to him. And then he tells them this. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. So let's dig into this. The first thing I'm thankful for for a child's faith is a child's faith is full of imagination. 
Now think about your children. Think about these children. My entire life that I've had children, watching their imagination has been incredible. Trey used to, to get his little figurines and he would get, get in the corner of our, of our living room with our CD tower and he would pull the CDs out and he would stack all his people up and he'd go pew, pew, pew and he'd push a DVD, a CD in and they would all fall like he was shooting them. He, he was imagining things. Timothy, even now, he will take a pen, a writing pen, and he will lay in the floor and he will just sit there and just play with that pen and making all kinds of noises and just everything. Imagination is an incredible thing. But sometimes we as adults tell children, grow up. It's not real. You know, sometimes Christians get too religious about things. And they say, don't teach a child this or don't teach it. Don't allow a child to do this or don't allow a child to do this because it will have a problem. Listen, faith begins with imagination. That is our first step to faith. And the faith of a child, their imagination is huge. And that's the faith they have with God. And we as adults, we lose that. To a child, it is so easy for them to accept the fact that God divided a sea and allowed his people to walk across on dry land. It is so easy for them to accept the fact that he took 300 men and he wiped out an army numbering in the thousands. It is easy for them to understand and accept that three Hebrew boys were thrown into a fiery furnace and came out with not even a hair singed or the smell of smoke on their garments. Their imagination is so big and it tells them that God can do anything. And church, we as adults have lost that imagination We have lost that childlike faith that tells us that God is bigger than the boogeyman. And yes, I just quoted Veggie Tales. Because that song is awesome. Because we as adults need to remember that. I've told you this before. We need to understand that God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla and the monsters on TV. Our life is full of monsters. It is full of evil. And our faith in God is the only thing that allows us to get through it. And children don't have to deal with that because their imagination is so much bigger. And that God that they believe in is the God that we all need to believe in. Because their imagination. And I am so thankful for that imagination that children have. And so when God, if Jesus said, unless you accept God, unless you come to the kingdom of God like that of a, like a child. That's what he's talking about. 
Imagine how big God really is. And then a child's fate tells them nothing is impossible. Listen. You see these little preschoolers painting. I got, I got pictures that Chad had them color for me in children's church for pastor appreciation. I go through there. In one picture, I'm orange. One picture, I'm green. One picture, I'm skinny. One, one picture, I had curly hair. But nothing is impossible with them. I was listening to the, to the radio the other day, and they were talking about children and, and their imaginations and what they saw as possible and impossible. And they were talking to all these different children about what they wanted to be when they grew up. And one little kid said, I want to be a cat. <laughs> when he grew up, he wanted to be a cat. We all know that there is no way that a human being is ever going to become a cat. But there was nothing that his parents could tell him that would tell him that that was an impossibility because he believed with all his heart that he was going to become a cat. That same thing applies to God. You remember when uh, God told Abraham that he was going to have a child. Sarah had been barren and when the word got to Sarah that she was going to have a child, what did she do? Why did she laugh? Because she was old and she says, <laughs> there's no way. It is impossible. What happened? They had a child and what did they name him? Laughter. You remember when Jesus had gotten word that Lazarus had died and he tarried and he got there and they came running out and said, if you had just been here, he wouldn't have died. And he said, remove the stone. And she said, Lord, it's been day and he's going to stink is what she said in Scripture. He's already started to stink. In her mind, what Jesus was telling them was to do was impossible. And what did Jesus say? Lazarus, get up and come out. And what happened? He got up and I can imagine him all wrapped up just coming out like this. But he got up and did what the God of the impossible told him to do. With a child, nothing is impossible. Adults, we need to remember that. We sit here in business meetings and we say, this is what we feel what God wants to do, wants us to do. Well, we don't have the money for it. We have all been guilty of that. Church, I'm going to tell you something. Our God is the God of the impossible. 
He will do what we can't. And if He tells us to do something, we better start moving and preparing for it to happen because it's going to happen if God's in it. Regardless if we've got the money for it or not, He's going to make a way. Gideon, I've already talked about the 300 men. Gideon thought it was impossible what God was telling him to do. He thought it was impossible when he gathered the army together because they were already outnumbered. And God kept telling him, you got too many, send some home. you got too many, send some home. And he got down to the point where they could not take credit for anything. If they were going to win this, arm, this battle, it was going to be because God, because there was no way they could do it in their own strength. And who won? God won. He had those, those guys so shook up. Those 300 men were surrounding them and blowing their trumpets and blowing, you know, blowing the horns and waving their, their, their torches and yelling. But he had them so tore up that the Bible says that they started killing each other. Because they didn't know which way was up. And they chased them down and finished them off. God got the credit for that because God is the God of impossibilities. He is the God of impossible. And children understand that because their faith tells them that there is nothing that is impossible. And a child's faith is about total trust. You see, we as adults, we have been yielded by life. We have been burnt. We have been hurt. We have become skeptical of everything. And sometimes it's hard for us to totally trust anybody. But a child, their faith is all about total trust. When a child falls down and they get hurt, who do they call? Mom and dad. Why? Because they know that mom and dad are going to take care of them. Total trust. They wake up in the middle of the night with a bad dream. Who do they yell for? Mom and dad. And those of you with adult children know that if something happens in their life, who's the first one they call? Mom and dad. I have had two incidents with my children. where they called me even before they called the police. And I had asked them, have you called 911? No. Hang up with me, call 911, and then call me back. But they called me because they expected and they trusted me to know what to do and to take care of it. 
But parents, we're not setting the example. Adults, because we don't have that total trust like a child does. When we fall down and get hurt, God needs to be the one that we go to first. When we have something terrifying happening in our life, He's the one that we need to go to first. When we don't know which, what we're going to do next, He's the one that we need to go to first. And when everything is going great, He's the one we need to call and tell about it. Because He's the one that should have all of our trust. Just like a child. And then lastly, a child's faith allows them to be totally dependent A child, when they're first born, cannot survive on their own. And in fact, it has been shown time and time again that in different parts of the world, that in orphanages, their death rate is is higher in certain parts of the world because they have no human contact. A child is left in their crib. They are taken out. They are changed. They are fed and they're put back into their crib. They're not held and coddled and, uh, uh, like a normal child would be. Their developmental rate is greatly decreased. And their, their episodes of infant death are increased because they don't have that contact. They are dependent from day one, on us to nurture them, to protect them, to to give them what they need, and to love them. To hold them. One of the greatest experiences is having your child learning to walk or crawl, and you come in and sit down and they come walking up or crawling up to you wanting to climb into your lap. And I am starting to learn that there's even a more precious thing. Is that when your adult children come home to spend time with you and to be with you, That is an incredible experience. And I've been told, I don't know firsthand, but they say that a grandchild is even more so special. And I'm hoping before much too longer that I will understand what that feels like. To have a second generation come to you And depend on you. But church, we have forgotten what it's like to have total dependence on God for everything. Because we think we have a problem that we keep taking things back. 
When things start going good, we start taking things back a little bit. It's easy for us to depend on Him when we don't have anything else to depend on. But then once we start going good again, we start taking things back and try to handle it on our own. Just like the children of Israel did. You look in the Bible at the history of the children of Israel. Their things are going great, and then they rebel. And they cry out to God, and then He gets them out of it, and He brings them back, and they're going good, and then they rebel again. And it's just a series of ups and downs throughout the, the history of Israel. And it's easy for us to look at that and say, why in the world did they not lose it, learn their lesson the first time? Or even the second time? How many times is it going to take God getting through to them? While, the, while we are saying that, we're doing the exact same thing. That we're taking things back. And we're not totally dependent on Him at all for all things. So church, this is what I'm telling to you. And this is why I'm thankful for the faith of a child. That if you look at this verse, all of that is wrapped up in, in what it's talking about. Of receiving the kingdom of God as a child. Having that imagination as a child. That God is bigger than anything that we could ever think of. To realizing that there is nothing impossible for God. You think about it. You know, there's an old joke that I used to hear in seminary where this science professor told God that he was outdated and he wasn't needed anymore, that they could create things on their own now. And God said, fine. Show me how you make a man. So the scientist bent down and started to scrape up dirt and God said, wait a second, you make your own dirt. God spoke everything that we see into existence out of nothing. You talk about being the God of the impossible. He spoke it into existence. And we need to understand that. And we need to live our lives like we are serving the God of the impossible. And then we have to have the faith that is total trust. Trusting Him with everything and for everything at all times. And totally dependent on Him. And so when He says, you have to come into the kingdom of God as a child, this is what He's talking about. This is what He means when He uses the children as an example. That we have to have that imagination. We have to understand that there's nothing impossible. We have to have that total trust and that total dependence to fully understand and accept the kingdom of God. That's what salvation is all about. And that's why I'm so thankful for these children that come up here on Sunday mornings. And they wiggle around, but they're listening and they're understanding. And that is our purpose, is to help them grow. 
Do they fully understand what it means to know Jesus Christ as their Savior? No. But I hate, hate to break it to you that sometimes us adults don't fully understand what it means to have Jesus Christ as our Savior either. That's the great thing about God's grace and mercy and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is because as we grow, as we continue to grow in Him, we understand more and more what it means to be Christ-like. So I'm going to ask Chad right now if he would go get Morgan. And at this time, we're actually going to have a child dedication. I asked Morgan last week if she would if she had ever dedicated Everly, their youngest. And she said, No, I've never dedicated any of our younger ones. She said, Would it be okay if we did all three of the younger ones? I said, Absolutely. So as they come in, Deshaun's going to join them. They're going to come up here. And we're going to be part of Morgan and Deshaun dedicating Thomas and Peyton and Everly to the Lord. And we're going to help them. And when they come up, I am going to ask them some questions and they're going to respond. And then I'm going to ask the church, the congregation, some questions. And you will respond. And then we're going to have a prayer of, of dedication. And then we're going to have a time of invitation. Where anybody here can respond to what God is telling them they need to do. Whatever it is. If there's someone that needs to go talk to somebody else, this is your opportunity to do it. If you need to come talk to me, this is your opportunity. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you don't know them, when we have the invitation, that is your opportunity to not leave this place today the same way you came in. I would love to introduce you to Jesus. Come on up, guys. I still say, I tell you, when they get up here and you look at them, Deshaun's got some strong genes. <laughs> this, this is Deshaun and Morgan Hicks. Many of you already know, this is my buddy Thomas. And this is Peyton. And this is their Everly. And so they come today, they're wanting to dedicate these three to the Lord to raise them in the nurture and admonition of God. And so... I've got some questions for you two as the parents. Deshaun and Morgan, do you recognize that Thomas, Peyton, and Everly are gifts from God and both thank God and glorify God for the gift of your children? Yes. And do you accept the joys and the responsibility of parent, parenting, promising to give proper love and care to Thomas, Peyton, and Everly throughout their life? And with help God provides, do you commit to teach Thomas, Peyton, and Everly the fullness of God's word and demonstrate through your own example 
and witness what it means to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And now to the congregation of Crestview Baptist Church. Will you offer your ongoing, ongoing love, support, prayer, and encouragement to Deshaun and Morgan in their role as parents? And will you also be faithful in preparing Thomas and Peyton and Everly and as much as you are able, help teach and set a godly example for them so that they might one day come to trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. <laughs> well, I want to pray with you guys real quick. If you would bow with me. Dear Lord, I just come to you thanking you for bringing Deshaun and Morgan and their family to us. Dear Lord, I ask you to, to give them the wisdom and the strength and the courage and the faith to teach all of their children, including Thomas, Peyton, and Everly, to love you and trust you. May they encourage them to have imagination. May they encourage them to realize that God can do the impossible. And that they can trust Him with everything. And that they can have, be totally dependent on Him. Thank You for their willingness and their, their desire to put them in the hands of God. And may we as their church be always there for them to encourage them, love and support them as they raise these children to serve You. And it is in the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. And I have three certificates and Bibles. You want to hold the Bibles, Thomas? Okay, don't drop them. Okay, there you go. Thank you, guys. We can give them a round of applause, guys. Thank you, guys. See you, buddy. Hey. Oh. Thank you. Now the musicians are ready. If you would stand, this is your opportunity to respond to what God is telling you to re that He would want you to do. Please listen to Him. And by all means, don't pass up this opportunity to do what it is God's telling you to do. As we sing this song. Hymn number 411. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. 411. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to nurse upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more.
Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood. Just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing, cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Thank you for being with us today. If you are visiting with us, please stop by our visitor center on the way out. That uh, We just want to have a record of your attendance today and just see if there's anything that we can do to meet any needs that you may have. Also, don't forget that... Uh, Wednesday night, play practice and prayer meeting and Bible study. And don't forget that we still have spots available to sign up to go work at the Operation Christmas Child Distribution Center in Charlotte on the 29th. If you're wanting to go, please sign up or see Joy. And don't forget the dinner and auction this Thursday Sign up today before you leave so that the, the food can be ordered. And we just pray that God would allow you to be the witnesses that he's created us to, created us to be this week. Look for those opportunities to share the love of Christ this week. And now I'm going to ask Jim if he would mind dismissing us in prayer. Let's pray. <clears throat> Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for allowing us to gather together again in your house and worship and praise your name. We thank you for loving us, for saving us, for just all the blessings we enjoy. I pray that just as a child completely surrenders himself to his parents, help us to be totally and surrendered to your authority, your love, your protection, and help us to walk with our eyes constantly upon you. And as we leave this place and we go out into a a dark world. Help us to be that light. Give us those opportunities and grant us the discernment we need to see them, the wisdom to know how to respond, and just put the words in our hearts and in our mouths to share you wherever we are. For it's in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat>